Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. We're going to continue looking at the birth narrative that we've been examining the last several episodes. We're in the uh, book of Luke, chapter 1, and we've seen where Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. And so Elizabeth and Zacharias were having a baby. We've seen all that. Here's an account that quite often is part of the birth narrative, because it's the very next verse, but you don't hear it usually spoken a lot of. So it's Luke, chapter 1, verse 57. It says this, Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. Remember what the angel had told Zacharias and said, this baby's going to bring a lot of joy to a lot of folks. But remember, Elizabeth hid herself for five months. In the sixth month, or shortly thereafter, is when Mary showed up on the doorstep, so the relatives would have started finding out about this by then. The neighbors would have known. And now the baby's born, and they're just rejoicing in the Lord because of his great mercy. And that's how it's described, that he displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. Now, verse 59, and it happened that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, it just happened they did that. Well, no, on the, uh, that's not what the intention is. Sometimes our language does not communicate these things well, right? Uh, the Mosaic law required that. The Lord told him that the uh, uh, boy would be circumcised on the eighth day. Well, why the eighth day? Well, that's because that's the day that God said for it to be done. And there's a lot of interesting things there which we won't get into right now. But there, it was on that day. So they come to circumcise him, and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. Now, of course, this wasn't uh, uh, Zacharias or Elizabeth that were going to do this. They knew what they were supposed to call him. But everybody else assumed in the family, hey, we're going to call this dude Zacharias because they didn't have any children. And here the parents are, what, 70, 80 years old? And we're going to name this boy after his daddy and let him carry on. Verse 60 says this, But his mother answered and said, No, indeed, but he shall be called John. I mean, that was just it. She just cut it off. No way. He's going to be called John. Verse 61. And they said to her, there's no one among your relatives who's called by that name. Okay. And you can understand their confusion. Uh, I've got a, well, I've got a bunch of grandkids. We've got uh, 11 grandkids right now. Uh, what a blessing, right? And the one that lives closest to us, as a matter of fact, I live with him. That's what I like to tell people. I moved in to be with him. Uh, his name is Camp, C-A-M-P. Uh, which is a little interesting uh, first name, and it's so funny because I've run into two camps since he was born, right? And um, but it's a family name, okay? And you know we do that as societies; we hang on to the family names. And my dad's middle name was Camp, and I believe it's because his mother, my yeah paternal mother, uh, grandmother, her maiden name was Camp. And so it's the same way. That's what they were saying. There's nobody in your family that has this kind of name. So why do you want to do this? So the next verse says this. Uh, and they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. Well, that gives a little interpretation about what we've seen earlier. The angel had told him that he would uh, be mute. He would not be able to talk. But now they're making signs to him. <coughs> well, the only reason you're making signs to somebody is when they can't hear. So he was deaf and mute. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows, his name is John. 
no equivocation, no doubt, nothing like that. He was not about to usurp what God had said, even if it was to give him legacy and a name. What was the reaction of the people? And it says this, they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he began to speak in praise of God. So here, remember what had happened to him. He'd been offering incense on behalf of his people at the altar of incense. And the angel Gabriel had appeared to him and told him this is what's going to happen. And he didn't believe. Okay, He did not believe. And because he didn't believe, he was deaf and dumb. The baby is born. Well, he's still that way. But now, eight days later, on his circumcision, when he declares his name is John, that is a, a statement of faith. Obviously, he believes at this point in time. And his tongue and his mouth were loose and open. What was the first thing he did? He spoke in praise of God. Look at these next two verses. We'll be done. Fear came on all those living around them. And all these matters were being talked about in all the hill country of Judea. Notice the all, all the living, all these matters, all the hill country of Judea. Next verse, all who heard them kept them in mind saying, what then will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. Now, this is interesting because this is actually laying groundwork for things that are going to happen 30 plus years later. Because when John would come forth, and he would remember, we'll see him later on, uh, he comes out of the desert. And he was probably living uh, in a desert community. He wasn't out there hiding under the bushes by himself. Some people think he was actually uh, an Essene, that he lived with the Essenes. But regardless, when he came forth, there would have been his contemporaries, those of his age, and even many older than them who would have remembered this. Because, see, fear came upon all those living all around there. Everybody knew about it. And all these matters were talked about throughout the entire region of the hill country of Judea. And they all kept it in mind. So 30 years later, when he came forth, when he would have been preaching repentance in light of Messiah yet to come, they would have remembered and they would have known. Here the question is, what then will this child turn out to be? 30 years later, they find out what he turns out to be. He turns out to be the forerunner of Messiah himself. Because they said here, for the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. You reckon? The hand of the Lord was with him and the hand of the Lord was with him later. Some really, really intriguing things. Tell you what, we're going to stop right here, but tomorrow we're going to pick up because the very next verse, it says this, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. See, there's two or three prophecies, or really four, there's four of them here, one of which we hear about all the time, Mary's, but there's three or four other ones that we don't hear about a lot. We don't hear a lot about Elizabeth, what she said, about Zacharias, about Simeon, about Anna. Okay? And these are all marvelous things that deal with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll look at them the next time. I'll see you then.